families, you're you're disrespecting your children and your role as a father by setting that example for your children. Mm. And so it, it does, it is an intrinsic thing, but what about the people that matter to you? What about the people that look to you in the determined society and your listeners and the people that are watching you, your customers in your day job? Do you not respect them enough to get up either? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast of the Determined Society. You guessed it, guys. I am here with another amazing guest today, um, a man who's a fitness and transformation coach. He's a public speaker, recovered addict, veteran. And the one thing that I love about him is he believes that vulnerability is a strength. And it's one of his best qualities. He's a very close friend of mine. And quite honestly, guys, there is no intro that I can give this man to honor him, to honor our friendship, to honor what he means in my life. So I'm just going to get to it before I start fucking crying. I'm going to introduce you today. Uh, one of my closest friends, a man I love and respect Matthew Hedden. What's up, buddy? What Man, I'm going to cry, dude. Are you kidding me right now? Like well, that's what we do best. <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. Yeah. Oh man. Well, dude, I'm, I'm happy that we're sitting here together. Um, you know, and, and having this conversation on a beautiful Friday, um, you know, I just realized I said a day and we don't know when this is going to air, but it's okay, man. Right. People are going to listen to it and they're going to hear your message. And, uh, you know, I want to start off the show just by acknowledging you and, you know, watching your growth through everything that you're doing with your clients, um, your, your coaching, your own personal journey, um, in faith and, and just more importantly, man, your self-respect journey, which, uh, quite honestly, has gotten me really fired up over the last week or so listening to you talk about self-respect and tying it really to everything we do on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's our nutrition, our workout, you know? So man, like let's, let's chat about that really quickly about self-respect because listen, dude, there's a ton of fitness experts out there. There's a ton of them. And you know, they're talking about macros. They're talking about hit. They're talking about progressive overload and time under tension. It's like whoopsie fucking whoop. Like, dude, like quit, you know, getting on Google and regurgitating somebody else's shit. I love how you lead and how you honestly coach me is through like compassion and self-respect. So, so talk to us about that. Well, um, first off, it's an honor again to be here and to, to work with you. Um, here on the podcast and, you know, coaching you. And, you know, I learn a lot from everybody every day. And yeah, man, I, I've been down that road um, of, you know, here's your macros and, you know, and all those things. Um, you don't need me for that. You can Google it. Ask Jeeves, if you will, to age myself a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, talk about the most important things. And you've heard me speak about this. Is, is it the exercise? Is it the nutrition? Well, they're important. And then it becomes, well, it's consistency. Well, yeah, but how do you get there? And then it becomes mindset. And we hear about mindset all the time. But how do you keep that mindset? And to me, it boils down to operating out of self-respect. Mm. Um, the, the inner web will tell you, you know, it's self-love. Mm -hmm. But 
how do you get there? Because there are a lot of times where you're not going to like yourself and you're really not going to love yourself. Um, so how do you nurture that relationship with yourself to get to that point? And a lot of it to me stems from some, from self-respect and, and doing those little things, showing up for yourself, keeping your word to yourself to me is a huge, huge thing. It's very hard to operate um, when you don't keep your word to yourself. Yeah. I, I, you know what, man, there's so many amazing things that you said in there. It's like, what begets what, right? It's like, we talk about self-love. Well, how do you get there? We talk about discipline. Well, how do you get there? We talk about commitment. Well, how do you get there? There has to be some type of switch in your mind. Okay. Buzzword mindset determination. Like for all the, for all the individuals listening right now, like I want you to really dive into this very provocative thought of which comes first, right? Like everything is derived on self-respect and the way to work backwards to self-respect is just like Matthew said, just showing up, you know, but there also has to be a level of commitment to even showing up in wanting to pursue that journey to your best self or higher self, whatever they call it. You know, it's, it's really funny because I want to, and I share this with you today, uh, early in the morning, uh, Matthew and I have, uh, either DM conversations at four 30 in the morning, mostly every single day or a text message back and forth, no later than 6 a.m. And the one thing that I noticed today of myself, and, I, and it was very pleased, all right, is I'm laying in bed. Now imagine this, guys. Okay, well, not imagine me laying in bed, or you can if you want. Like, hey, whatever floats your fucking boats, guys. But for me, I sat there and I said, oh, dude, there, Sean, there's no way you're getting up today. Like, you know, your bed's warm. You're not feeling the greatest. You didn't get a lot of sleep. We'll try to find a way to work it in or I'll work out on Saturday. I'll just do it tomorrow. And I laid there for nine minutes and that freaking self-respect started echoing in my mind. And I was like, bro, like my boy, Matt talks about this all the time. If I say, if I sit in this bed right now, I am disrespecting myself, my mission, who I'm going to be, who I'm chasing and who I can be for my family. I think that I love getting in people's heads, man. Um, and, and what it boils down to is this, and I was going to say this and, and you, you killed it, right? It, it does boil down to our self-respect there. Right. But to me, you're also disrespecting your mission and your purpose. Mm -hmm. We, you know, to quote Marcus Aurelius very loosely, we're recreated to lay in bed and be lazy all. Wow. And does your wife need you to show up for yourself? You're disrespecting your spouse when you're being lazy. You're, you're disrespecting your children and your role as a father by setting that example for your children. Mm. And so mm. it, it does, it is an intrinsic thing, but what about the people that matter to you? What about the people that look to you in the determined society? and your listeners and the people that are watching you, your customers in your day job, do you not respect them enough to get up either? Mm. You know, I, I love that Matthew. And I think a lot of people, and this is, this is, this is getting into some sensitive subjects and I like it because I'm on, I'm on your school of thought, dude. I'm like, 
if you don't just show up, you're not just disrespecting yourself. You're disrespecting your family, your children. It doesn't matter who, whoever needs you. If I don't wake up, I'm disrespecting you right now. Again, if you're, if you're sick and you're, you know, busted up, like, dude, you know, like there's times where you just have to take a day and you don't feel well. Like you're literally sick of shit. Like you need to sleep. But like for the people that are listening, I want you to be very aware that self-love does not mean telling yourself it's okay. Does not mean telling yourself it's okay to have that, you know, bag of candy because, you know, self-love and YOLO, you only live once. Like guys, every time we take a step that's out of congruency to who we are and what we are chasing in our lives, you're going to lose. And it may be a small loss, but those freaking losses compound over and over and over again. And dude, I fully believe I was able to wake up and get going this morning because the last two days I didn't have that craving at night. I didn't have like, I'm going to have that one piece of chocolate or I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, I had my dinner, my, my standards for my nutrition were done for that day. So I fucking took my foot off the gas and said, okay, I'm gonna wake up in the morning and I'm going to eat when I'm supposed to eat. And, you know, I think it's a very important thing to, to understand for the listeners is like, walk them through all of these steps in your mind, right? Cause there's so many steps in, you know, setting your standard, keeping track of them following through with them and doing it. Oh, not just one day, but the next day and the next day and the next day. So then we get into that word of consistency. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, you know, to, to echo something you said, I had a conversation with a friend of mine last night who's going through this special diet, right? To reset their system. It's not through me. And it's, it's that time of the month. And she's like, I really just want chocolate. Like, do you support me in this or not? I said, actually, yes. And, and here's the thing. And I've worked with this with people that are bodybuilding, you know, females that are that time of the month. And I, that's not my clientele, but I've helped. Mm -hmm. Is that one piece of chocolate, right? In this instance, going to give you, going to relieve enough stress to outweigh it? And the answer was yes. And to me, that's self-respect as well, mm -hmm. to not torture yourself. Right. So that's the flip side of the coin. So, but it's not doing it every day. And mm -hmm. it's, it's keeping those special things special. Right. That piece of chocolate was like, uh, you would have thought that, that that she had just won the lottery. She was so excited. But if that's you awesome. do it every day, you don't get that same reward. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, to, I did want to touch on that. But to answer your question, it's this. And I've done a series on it. I'm going to go back to it. And, you know, my big thing boils down to this priorities. Mm. Right. So when I start with anybody, we did it. Mm -hmm. I have you write down your priorities. And then I have you write down what they really are. <laughs> By looking at one. it wasn't fun, was it? I, um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't unfun, dude, because for me, it's, it is what it it was what it was at the time. Like, I knew what my priorities should be and I knew what they were displaying as. So for me, it's like, it's like, okay, the sky's fucking gray today or it's blue. It's like, okay, it's a fact. It's whatever. No emotion tied to it. Perfect. Beautifully said. 
and, and I love that, right? Um, for a lot of people, it's not going to be fun. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're on an actual fact finding mission for yourself, then it's it's a great exercise. And we we determine what they really are, not what we want them to be, by looking at our time, our effort, and our bank account. You know, so for instance, for me, mine are very clear. Mm-hmm. It's God, myself, my family or loved ones, then my business, right? So the first thing I do every day is spend time with God, right? And, and so our actions have to line up with those things. Before, I would have said those same things. You know, God, family, I'm a good Southern man. It's God, my family, blah, 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 blah. They were actually alcohol, cocaine, and women. Because that's where I spent my time, effort, and money. I would have never wanted to write that down on paper, but it's exactly what I needed to do. Mm. And so once we have what our actual, we need to line those up. And then when you look at them and say, okay, what really matters to me? And am I willing to make that shift? Because a lot of people don't, it's very hard to respect yourself when what you say your priorities are and what they actually are don't line up. And it's basically impossible to feel fulfillment as well. Dude, like, why is it that? Like, why is it that we don't hold ourselves to the same accountability as we would hold somebody else, right? So let's say we're in a relationship with somebody, whether it's just, um, you know, an acquaintance, a marriage, friendship, and you're like, fuck, man, that they ain't keeping up their end of the bargain. They're not keeping their word. Like, I have an issue with that. Like, why is it that we hold people to such high standards but then when it comes to us, we, we have the tendency just to let ourselves off the hook. Where do you think that comes from? Well, you would hold, you would hold me to that standard, right? Mm-hmm. Do you respect me? Of course. Okay. I want you to think about that. You would hold your wife to a certain standard, right? Oh, do yeah. you respect her? One billion percent. Now flip-flop it. When you're not doing that, do you respect yourself? Exactly. The answer is no. And so the thing is, is it happens over time. And it's a question that I ask everybody. And you remember it. Mm-hmm. Does an avalanche start with a pebble or a boulder? A <laughs> pebble. It starts with a little pebble of not keeping your word to yourself. The next thing you know, you look up and everything's out of whack. Bro, so true, man. And it's funny because you know what happened for me? Like we've talked about this. You know what? I did 75 hard. You know, and just like that too, where I was just chipping away this fat gelatin mess, it was like a pebble and then a bigger boulder started. And then after 75 days, I looked at myself like, oh my God, I'm super happy with myself. Like, look how skinny I am. But then I look back, I'm like, wow, okay, you looked emaciated. You looked flat, right? There was no muscle tone. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't, you were skinny. But then, right, that boomerang flipped back just as hard, even harder. And slowly but surely, pebble by pebble, unhealthy choice after unhealthy choice after unhealthy choice, right? And so it becomes this pattern, right, where you're hot and cold, where I was hot and cold. So now what I've really focused on through your help, and and I want the audience to really understand this, like I don't have all my shit together. (laughs) 
Like you guys see me and you comment on my four thirty in the morning. Well, quite honestly, it's the only time I could really do it. Unless like yesterday, I was able to get up at nine and work out and I fucking took advantage of it. And I had the best workout I ever had, but there's somebody else on the other side of this, this equation, guys, it's my boy, Matthew. It's like the accountability that I have for him and the, the, the respect I have for him is like, I can't tell this guy that I didn't get, to, I don't get to tell him I was too tired yesterday. When I woke up, I text him like, Hey bro, day starts later going at 9am. That's the self-respect I have. That's the respect I have for you. Like I don't have, I, we're adults. I'm 44 years old. To be clear, guys, I don't have to text Matthew when I'm going to work out. Hey, buddy, I'm going to go work out now. But the idea of a partnership and, and doing and, and all this journey together, I need him included in every step of the way. I love that. And, and thank you. <clears throat> and the respect is mutual, very, very mutual. And the thing is this, it boils down to relationships. Right. And we think about how we nurture relationships. We nurture relationships by giving in the way that the other person can receive, right? Finding out their love languages and not just giving to them in their, in our love language, but giving to them in theirs and, and, and being reciprocated, right? Keeping our word to them showing up when we say we're going to show up for them. <clears throat> Sometimes a partnership is necessary. I would say most of the time, because I firmly believe that everybody needs a coach and it takes a village, right? Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening is this. Along the way, you start to build that respect in yourself. Because I deserve this and I deserve more. And there are going to be times, to go back to an earlier point, where you say, well, how do I build love for myself and I don't respect myself? Make those small little changes. Yeah. Find your pebble. And it can be so many times, you, you know, <clears throat> you mentioned with 75 hard, right? And, and I'm, I'm a fan of Andy Priscilla. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, heck, I'm wearing a first form short right yeah, now. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. But it's this. You went all or nothing, and that's what that is. All or nothing typically ends up in nothing. Mm -hmm. There is a difference, and people would call that all in as well, but it's not the same thing, and it's the same thing we did. It's a little pie chart. If your exercise gets 1% of your day, give it 100% for that 1%. And it's not all in all day on this one thing. Cause you can't spread that out. Yeah. It's give each piece. And when you do give what you have, some days you're going to have 50%, but give it a hundred percent of that 50%. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you'll slowly find yourself being like, you know what? I can do this. And that's where the respect and self-love does build is through those consistent action. Yeah. And small ones. Not saying, man, I've been waking up at 7.30, so now I'm going to get up at 5.30. Stop it. No. <laughs> Just say, I'm going to wake up maybe at 7.15, and I'm going to spend a little time saying my gratitudes or spend a little time talking to baby Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And then and, and writing a little bit or planning your day out so you're not reacting to the entire day. And then next thing you know, you wake up at 7, and then it just keeps happening. It's compounding interest, and it's a hell of an ROI. Yeah, I agree. I don't believe in completely shocking your system in wake up times or whatever. You know, like I'm naturally, you're, you're a natural early riser, right? I, I, you know, played division one baseball. I was up early to lift because that was what was required of us. And you, I just learned 
how to be able to wake up super early. And then when I got into my professional world, like, you know, my, my sales career, it was like, okay, well, I feel better when I work out and sales is a stressful career. So why don't I just, you know, wake up super early, right? Like at five and go work out. And then it worked. And then I got into this habit. And then now that I have like 17 kids, right? Well, three, it feels like 17. It's like these fuckers come at you from every angle, right? Um, Like it's, well, now I got to get up at 4.30 or I'm sorry, four. So I could be at the gym by 4.30 home in enough time to make their lunch and, and eat and, and cook their breakfast and eat with them because that's something that fills me up. Like I don't want to ever miss I get so down, like if I'm traveling for work or even traveling to record, you know, guests and and just doing things that I do for this business is like, I miss those moments where I'm home. But the biggest thing that just to your point on this tangent I'm on is, dude, if you're waking up at 730, don't fucking say you're going to wake up at five. Like, do you real, do people really realize what two and a half hours of sleep really is? It's a game changer. Like, do, do, do things in small increments, right? And everything that you and I have done has led me to the point today. Are we seeing the physical response yet? Probably not. Right. But are we seeing the mind shift? So this morning when I woke up, I'm like, okay, I really don't want to, I have nothing in me. I didn't get to sleep last night. I feel like I'm getting sick. I can feel it in my chest. It's like, just get up and move a little bit. Just give hundred percent of what you got. Dude, eight minutes into my warm up, I'm like, okay, I'm awake now. I got this cool conversation with Matthew at noon. Fucking it, let's go. And then it was after my second set, I was like, dude, I'm all in. Like, I'm, 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 I'm increasing the weight. I'm, I'm tired at nine, and I'm pushing to get twelve. Like, my whole workout was that way. But it's because I allowed myself to work into it, and I didn't judge myself about how I was feeling in the morning. And that's beautiful. And that's dead on. The, when you work backwards like that, you'll look up one day and go, how did I get in this kind of shape? But it can work both ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I used to say, if we could put an astronaut, a man on the moon with basically a pen and paper, then I can get up without hitting the snooze button. <laughs> but here's the caveat to that. Did I set did I set the alarm at a time that was equivalent to me putting somebody on the moon because it was so out of reach? Mm -hmm. yeah. Did I go to bed at the right time to be able to get up? And so it's not just that one thing. And so when we're evaluating ourselves, a lot of times what it boils down to is we sit there and beat ourselves up, right? We give ourselves no grace. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes an outside perspective. I had a conversation the other day. And this young lady just completely felt like an utter failure. She had failed at this job had tried, that she tried, and she failed at this one. And what she said to me was this. She said, well, I was going to do this in-home, blah, blah, blah. The job doesn't matter. And I said, okay. She goes, and you know, I've never done well not in an office setting. I've always needed to be in an office setting. And then I failed. And I said, okay. And she said, well, I just feel like I'm going to fail this too. So mm. was this in an office or is this at home? She said, well, it's at, in an office. I said, okay. So I understand exactly what you're thinking. However, let, let's separate this a little bit. 
you've never been good at working from home and holding yourself accountable in that manner. And yet you think you failed when you did something that you have never been tried to do something you've never done that legitimately doesn't fit your mindset. So to put it in perspective, I said, I'm awful at math. Do you think I'd be a good astronaut? <laughs> she said, well, no. I said, stop trying to say that you're, you're trying to be an astronaut was a failure. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. These are two different things. It was a learning lesson to step into what you're good at. And when you step into what you're good at, then we're going to work backwards, set up those goals. And you know what? It's two weeks later. Her whole life has changed. Her self-respect has skyrocketed. In the beginning, she needed to put her phone in another room because she mm. could just sit there and scroll. Now she can have it right next to her and she doesn't care. That's awesome. And That's awesome. It, it boiled down to time blocking, mm-hmm. right? But then just setting these small things. You know, her faith means a lot to her, like you know it does to me and I know it does to you. And I, I just said to her simply, you know, at what point do you spend time with God? And she said, you know, whenever I get the chance, I said, it doesn't work that way. If he's your number one priority, then he needs to be the first thing you do. Mm-hmm. I Let me know in a day if when you put him first tomorrow, if you have a little more clarity. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to talk to God, but what I'm saying is if you want to find clarity and purpose and fulfill what you're saying you're due to yourself, then your number one priority needs to be the first thing you do. Yeah, man. I mean, look, dude, it's, it's very, (laughs) it's very apparent, right? Like what, what we exercise on a day-to-day basis, our habits, you know, our action steps are going to dictate what our priorities are. Like, Hey, you know, if you're prior, if you say your priority is, is your business or your fitness, but you're spending all morning scrolling on the phone, then what you're saying is your priority is scrolling on your phone. So we need to be very aware of these things, right? And this that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about one of my first interactions on the business side with you was like, was that we go back to that question. What are the what are the most important priorities in your life? And what are they actually at? Like what are they really right now? That right there, you know, that's not a question a lot of people understand or can answer. And I don't know if it's because they don't want to be able to answer the right way. You know, I think it's about being honest with yourself. What are your thoughts? One, I would say they never contemplated it. I say, let's give people a little bit of credit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think about that for 30 something years. Um, and then, you know, in the depths of my alcoholism and drug abuse and just being uh, a deviant, you know? Yeah. I, you know, would I have wanted to put that pen to paper? No. Mm. Um, and a lot of times we're scared of the truth, right? You, Jack Nicholson, it, you can't handle the truth, but in order to get where you need to be, you gotta, Yeah. now it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say that it's very easy for me to sit here and say that, but it is necessary. It's not going to be easy, right? Um, I don't expect it to be easy, um, but it's worth it. And I think yeah. that that's what it boils down to is, you know, I hear it all the time now and I've said it for a while, which is choose your heart. Um, and it's become almost a cliche, but it's like, yeah, waking up. I mean, I'm not even going to go into what time I wake up because I'm a freak. Yeah, but, you know. like, yeah. <laughs> but it's what it requires for me to get done what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. And 
I actually just lost my train of thought for a second. I <laughs> it say, happens, I got, bro. Yeah, I just got lost in your eyes, man. That's all <laughs> that, dude, that is, yeah. that is normal. That yes. is normal. You know how many guests tell me that? We have to stop recording because they're looking at my sexy face. I've it's never heard that. I've listened to every one of your podcasts. No, I think you made that up, Sean. No, no. I've got some good <laughs> editing skills. Some really good editing skills. I cut it but out. It does. To go back to a previous guest and a, and a friend of mine, like Emily Ford, mm. right? to give her a shout out again, she's an amazing woman and she built these incredible businesses from nothing. Her emails, I can't imagine what her email and phone look like in the morning, but she <laughs> does not look at her email or her phone until she has spent time with God mm -hmm. and until she goes to the gym. Her boyfriend, Jake Havron, who I've known for eight years, same thing. Listen, I know you have stuff to check on and I know you have responsibilities, but guess what? You have a responsibility to yourself too. Dude, there's a lot of studies that say, to your point, uh, first of all, I want to acknowledge, you know, Emily Ford and give her the proper respect. One of my favorite guests, um, one of my favorite new friends. So thank you for that connection. And, uh, you know, there's not too many people at her level that operate like she does. Uh, she's a Minnesotan, kind, humble, huge hearted individual. And, you know, it's funny because you talk about how she doesn't look at her phone or touch it until she spends time with God or until and not in, or and goes to the gym and completes a workout like, dude, like that is one of my biggest struggles. I I keep it on do not disturb, but it's just still a habit to go look and see like, OK, what's going on? Um, like I do. With, I mean. I specifically open up the phone in the morning and, and, and speak with you, right? But it's like one of those things where, you know, I can see how powerful that would really be, right? Like not looking at your damn phone because you're in a beta state. You're not ready to look at your phone. You could look at your phone, see a stupid message on Instagram, right? By a, by a troll or, you know, a bad email, right? Like a, maybe an upset client, or maybe you didn't get a deal you thought you were going to get. And that person went elsewhere. It can completely landmine the F out of your whole day. But whereas spend time with God, go get your workout in and then look into that stuff may have a, a different reaction. Wouldn't you think? I know, uh, <laughs> scientifically speaking, anecdotally speaking, uh, all of the above. I mean, it's been proven. And what I like to do, you know me, I wear, I'm either wearing this blue shirt or this black shirt. I'm mm -hmm. either wearing my black pants or my jeans. Like, I, it's the same thing every day. Me too. And I'm very big on studying people that are already there. So many people are trying to reinvent the wheel. And if you could not, it would make your life a lot easier. Find somebody that's done it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, work backwards to create what you need to create. So one of the studies that I love was done, I believe it was by Harvard Business. They're okay at what they do. So they studied <laughs> the CEOs of $10 billion companies and up. Like, we don't want to screw with the $500 million peons here, right? No, like, no. yeah, I'm not worried no, about not it. Not worth it. Nah, nah, forget these guys. So what the study said was that the average American, it was different for men and women, but when I combine the numbers, the average American works out approximately about 16 minutes a day. The average CEO of these companies works out 50 minutes a day. The average CEO slept an extra hour more than the average person. 
the average, uh, what is it, over 60% of Americans skip breakfast, 98% of CEOs eat breakfast. And That's interesting. I guarantee you they have a lot of responsibility. But the thing is, is they understand and they studied the return on investment for them eating breakfast and then working out in the morning. And they don't say, I'm going to do it later because no, you're not. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, what they found was their productivity, their ROI was four times as great when they ate breakfast and they exercised. It's not in spite. People say, well, Matthew, how are you, you know, doing your personal training and co-heading up this new business that we haven't talked about yet um, and writing a book and doing this other stuff and speaking? And still work out. No, 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 no. It's not in spite of it. It's because of it. Thank you. It's how I have the mental acumen to be able to do it. How I have the physical stamina to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Does it suck sometimes? Yeah. I don't want to. I promise you wake up at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Or like yesterday, two days ago, 2.30 to get done what I needed to get done. But I'm glad I did. Because I kept my word to myself. Yep. Yep. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, people always say like, how do you, it, there's so much alignment here. How do you father three children? You're a husband, you have a podcast, you have a, you know, business, and then you have a corporate career and you work out at four thirty in the morning. I'm like, dude, if I don't work out at four thirty in the morning, then I can't do all the other shit. Like it's hard enough on a day-to-day basis. And I'm, you and I kind of went back and forth about this a little bit, not back and forth. But I said this to you on DM, like, man, today has been an effing day, but like how much worse would it have been if I didn't keep my word to myself, get up, get in the gym and have a healthy breakfast and take my kids to school. Right. And, and how much worse would it have been? Probably a lot more, a lot a lot worse, right? Cause I wouldn't have been able to filter through some of the things quickly enough to even be on this with you. That's a beautiful perspective. And to me, it's the only one that'll work. It really is it, to make it simple. Cause you know, I say this all the time. How would this look if it was simple, mm. right? We get so caught in the weeds and the forest for the trees and all those cliches, but how would this look if it was simple? You know, if I'm going nutrition, it's this like, oh, my God, but they aspartame in this. And then, oh, my God, but this had a thing. And then one time the cow had a bovine thing. And then all of a sudden I'm going to die. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Go eat a colorful plate. Exactly. Right? Like, well, yeah. I don't know exactly which exercise to do. I don't know to do this. Pull your best Madagascar and just move it, move it. Just yeah. move. <laughs> right. Like, like, I mean, that's it, right? Oh, and, my God. You know, and it's like, well, I have this stress. Well, I'm going to stay with the, the, the children's movie quotes, right, in, in honor of you and your kids. Yeah. And, you know, when all that's weighing you down and you want to pull your best frozen, just let it go, right? I and how do you frozen. do that? Bro, go like, work it out. I have to stop. I have to stop you. Yeah. I'm not going to deny the fact that I listen to let it go while I work out. There's a let there. You can look at you're judging me in the audience. I is gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I had, I had it on today and it was funny because it was on today and this girl was wearing an Olaf shirt and she walked by me. I'm like, holy shit. 
let it go. I'm sorry. It's on my, it's on my, I, it's on my Apple music. Cause my kids like to, my girls like to listen to it in the car and then surface pressure by like, uh, what's that Encanto movie. Right. And it comes on in the gym and full disclosure, it comes on just randomly. And I listen to it cause it reminds me of my girls. I like it. Right. And I'm like sorry. It. There's some damn lessons in those songs. Okay. It's like lessons like in Tupac songs too, but like, you know, this, I, we're in a, we're off on a tangent, but I it's love it. Okay. I mean, Hey, when I'm people see me and I'm dancing around in the gym and you'll see me, <laughs> like, I'll be doing this number. Yeah. You know, you know me though. I'm praising, right. I'm yeah. worshiping of in course. the middle of the gym. Like I'm about to go lift some insane amount of weight and, to myself. And I'm over here and singing about baby Jesus, mm -hmm. right? But it, whatever works, whatever yeah. works. Um, or if I'm the one time that I ever did cardio, just, uh, but I was on the Stairmaster and I listened to Emily's it factor. Um, talking about, you know, fight, uh, lifting your own lid, mm. well, it's really hard to get off the Stairmaster when you listen to somebody talk about a self-imposed ceiling. So whatever works for you yeah. works. And I don't really remember where we were going with that. No, it doesn't oh, matter. Here. It's unscripted. So. so it's this, it's the small things. So let's make it really simple and mm -hmm. relatable, right? Not about fitness because this is about everything in your life. The reason I love fitness so much, and you know that I teach three pillars, spiritual, mental, and physical. Mm -hmm. The thing with physical is this. I work, I work with men and women, but with men, a lot of men aren't going to come to me like, hey, bro, I'm really lacking fulfillment right now. And my mindset is off. And I really just feel like I'm letting my family. That's not going to happen a lot, right? But the, the physical is the tool for me to get in there mm -hmm. and help align those things. Um, but it's as simple as this. You ever said, I'm going to go, I need to take out the trash, but not like the big one, like the little one in like the small bathroom that you, nobody uses except for the yeah. random guest you have. And there's like two pieces of toilet paper and a Tootsie Roll wrapper in there. Well, why somebody ate a Tootsie Roll in the bathroom? I don't know. That's kind of weird, but yeah, it is. I get it. But and you're laying in bed and you feel this overwhelming burden and sense of, I didn't do something. And you remember, and you're like, I should have taken that trash out and I didn't do it. If something that small, and it may not be that, but if something that small can make you feel that way, no wonder you feel like you're lacking fulfillment when you're not keeping the bigger words to yourself. Or to yeah. Yourself. That's a good point, man. It's a good point. Keeping it simple. We talk about, you know, you can talk about nutrition. You can talk about relationships, fitness, like guys, we all, and, and I'm sorry, like, I, I, I fully believe this. We all have this intuition and we're intelligent beings. Well, most of us, right. Is like, if you say, okay, I want to eat healthier. You know what that looks like. Like you, you know that, okay, um, I need to have a protein. I need to have a carbohydrate and I need to have a colorful plate full, full of vegetables. Yeah. But then you can go and you can back off the corner and you can say, well, everybody says carbs are bad. Now, bullshit. Um, they're not, I mean, they're everything. I love them. They make everything better. Um, but the, the problem is, is we like to complicate things, right? So imagine that individual walking into a big old gym for the first time. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Um, I know what you can do. Just go like you have a whole weight room full of shit. Just put your body into action. Like you said, just move it. Right. And if we can just keep things simple. And know that, hey, it may not be the most efficient way to do it, but guess what? 
it's better than what we did yesterday because yesterday I didn't do anything. So for those of you that are sitting there, haven't started, are talking yourself out, whatever it is that you're looking to do, whether it's write a book, even if you write a paragraph today, you moved forward because you didn't write the paragraph yesterday. I would say this to further your point, what you're doing may not be efficient, but is it more efficient than what you were doing? It's great. That's great, man. You know, I just, I like to think of it like that because a lot of times I can sit there and say, um, because you know me, dude, I will beat myself up. I'll be like, okay, I am not where I need to be right now. And so every day, like I'll go to bed disappointed because the ceiling for me is so high that I'm setting for certain days, not overall. I look at it on day to day. So the problem with that is I can overwhelm myself. Right. And be like, okay, well, today wasn't successful because I didn't achieve all of this. Well, the reality is, is like, okay, did I do the work? If I did the work, you know, if I was on a sales call until 915 last night, I took a fucking swing at it. Like, is is there glory in that? Like, yes. Guys, you don't girls, you don't have to be sitting there and winning every single second, every single task. But what you need to be doing is just following through. That's the win is the activity. Eventually what will happen is you'll back your way into a win, like a real win. Like that's a scoreboard. That's you just scored. You just let it off a single. You walk, butt him over, bomb, home run, right? And then now you're seeing stuff on the scoreboard. I just, you know, and a lot of that is upbringing, but, you know, I just, I like to point that out because. Too many of us are sitting there judging ourselves, you know, for what we think we haven't accomplished. When in reality, during the day, we've probably accomplished a lot if we just moved. Just again, just move, keep it yeah. simple. And I mean that in every sense, not just exercise, right? Because that's yeah. not just what I coach. It's business. It's making that video. It's making that real. It's putting out that blog post. It's going to talk to that girl or guy at you know, at, at the restaurant, yep. um, it, it's just doing something. Think about when you were growing up and you played sports, right? The kid that was probably me that was sitting at the edge of the bench that maybe never got in. But you remember that time at the end of the season, the last game when the coach put him in and everybody cheered, wouldn't you rather be at least get off the bench? Yeah. Yeah. Just give yourself a shot. Yeah. Just That's a, it's a great point, man. It's a great point. Like, Literally, if you're stuck today while listening to this, just get off the bench, like get off the sideline, right? Like, listen, just get your, put yourself in the game. Like that's all you have to do, you know? So listen, man, you know, we're, we're going to land the plane here. We're getting on, you know, um, towards the end of the show. But I, I just want to say to you, dude, like, I'm just super happy and proud to be your friend. And I love what you're doing. I cannot wait to read your book when it is done. I cannot wait to see the transformation that I go through physically, mentally, and emotionally and spiritually in the next six months. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to meet who Sean French really is. Right. And I'm blessed to have you alongside of me in that journey. With that said, man, there's a lot of people out there that I feel may need some direction may need some of Matthew in their lives. How could they, 
How can they support you and how can they best work with you? So I am, I'm honored on everything you said. And I know this is going to sound cheesy and cliche, but you know me the way they can all, what I want from people is whether it's with me, whether it's with you, I don't care with whom, but to give themselves a shot. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you send me a smoke signal, I'm going to try to figure out a way to answer it. Maybe with a carrier pigeon, I'd like to give them a teachable thing. You know, we love tools. We hear so many people give fluff and stuff, fluff and stuff. Um, <laughs> but they don't give anything. I'm going to tell you something real fast that changed my life. And I did it recently. And I dare people to do this and not get a little bit better and get off the bench. One morning I sat down and wrote my own obituary. Mm. And I didn't like what it said. It did not say enough. It said that Matthew was a guy, you know, that was a combat veteran that overcame a lot of demons and he helped a lot of people along the way and he made people laugh and then he died. That's not enough. And every day I'm rewriting my own obituary. It's not morbid and it's not morose. I challenge or dare anybody to write their own obituary. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't say everything that you want them to say, to stay on the bench, I bet you won't. So <laughs> it's, and I bet you build some self-respect along the way. Dude, I love the obituary uh, exercise. Um, it's something that I fully subscribe to and I fully have done it. And dude, and it's different in every single season in your life. You know, finally I'm getting closer, but as you're speaking, I'm thinking, okay, I've checked this off. I checked that off. I'm nowhere close. I'm nowhere close. Like, so if it were to go down today, it wouldn't read everything that I wanted it to read. The biggest, the biggest thing I want my obituary to read is that a patient father that was slow to anger. You know, I don't fly off the handle as much as I used to when I was a younger father. It was stressful. But as I challenge myself on a day-to-day -day basis to become more patient, more present, right, and slower to frustration, I'm still not there. But I've gotten off the fucking bench. And that is the key point here, ladies and gentlemen. No matter what it is you're working on, what it is you want to accomplish, all you have to do is give yourself a shot. Don't worry about the plan. Just make small steps on a day-to-day -day basis towards that. And I promise you, eventually, those people around you that mean the most, that you're making these changes for, now they will have enough evidence to actually believe you are a changed man or a woman. And so will you. That's the most important one. So will you, because then you'll believe yourself. Absolutely. Um, to bring us back... Um, I'm very simple. It's Matthew Hedden on Instagram. It's Matthew Hedden on Facebook. It's Matthew Hedden coaching on the interweb. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, as you, you know, I've also just partnered with a mutual friend of ours uh, to be the co-head of Operation Life, which is a Christian entrepreneurs group. So this is the first time I've said that out loud on anything live. Oh, wow. Um, cool. Extremely. Yeah, he's going to handle all the business side and I mm -hmm. handle uh, the transformation and life side. So. It's an amazing, it's an amazing mission and I love it. I'm here for it. And, uh, you two are going to do some amazing things. And, yeah. We're going to uh, feed a billion starving children. That's number one. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, you know, I, here's guys, don't worry about having to remember any of it. I say it every show. 
The show notes will be complete. You'll be able to click on a link and connect with Matthew any way you want and, and support him and our buddy Ian in feeding over a billion starving children and, and being a part of Operation Life. If you are a Christian entrepreneur, then that is the place for you. Um, Matthew, most important question. How can I support you? You do it every day, brother. Got it. You do it every day by being my friend. Um, this podcast, um, you know, giving me feedback, you push me to be better. Listen, I push you and there's times I second guess myself. Yeah. Um, and you're there to support me and call me on my crap. Um, and that's what friends do. They're not here to placate. We call each other on our crap. And anybody that works with me, I'm going to call you on your crap, but I'm going to do it with love and compassion because honestly, yeah. without compassion is cruelty. And I'll tell you this, every person out there, anybody that I speak with or anybody that hears me and you know, I'm being honest here. I freaking love them because I figure that if people can run around hating people for no reason, I can run around loving people for no reason. And, and that right there is a hundred percent truth. And you live that on a day-to-day -day basis. So look, man, I appreciate you. I cannot wait to see you in person. Uh, I cannot wait to see where this friendship takes us. But most importantly, I cannot wait to see you impact so many lives. So with that being said, guys, we're going to end this amazing episode, which to me uh, meant a ton to me, right? And I want you guys, if you're not already subscribed to the show, I want you to hit the, word, the follow button and leave a written comment review hopefully five-star because I only have five-star people and five-star conversations on this episode on these, on this podcast. Sorry. So anyway, guys, with that being said, until next time, get off the bench and I'll talk to you soon.